Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Different Universe, where I talk about books and their adaptations to film and TV shows. This is a special episode, as I have a guest with me today, one of my best friends, Kimberly Calle. Hi, my name's Kimberly Calle. I'm a junior at Stockton University, Atlantic City campus. Um, yeah, uh, so we've known each other since sixth grade. Um, yeah, sixth grade. We finished middle school together, high school, and then for college, we both went our separate ways, because... I sit in town, she and went I, out of town. Yeah, I basically moved like three hours away from here, so. Um, <laughs> but we still maintain to keep our friendship. Yeah, we still maintain contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book that I chose for this week is one that I read back in like eighth grade maybe when I was 12. And I really liked it. And I just thought, I fell in love with the concept of it. I think I just liked it a lot because there was nothing interesting happening in my life at 12. I read the book after the movie came out because I thought it was really cute how it was like, you know, a romantic type of comedy. So I was really interested to see like the differences between the book and the movie. So before we get started, I want to give a quick disclaimer. This episode, like the one before, will contain a lot of spoilers for both the book and the movie. If you do not want the book or the movie ruined, I highly recommend you stop listening. Yeah, it's it's very cute. It's very, I guess you can say, it's more aimed towards like teens. I think. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. but it's a cute movie overall. So, if you're feeling lonely, I highly recommend it. <laughs> or you just love romantic comedies and love romance in general. It's a good option to watch. Yeah, yeah. So the book that we will be discussing this week is "To, to All, all the, the Boys I've Loved, loved Before." Um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before is a novel written by Jenny Han, published in 2014. Netflix released the film adaptation on August 17, 2018. It is important to note that for purposes of this episode, we will only be discussing the first book and its first film in the trilogy, as it is what ultimately decides if the next films will be made. So we're not going to be discussing P.S. I Still Love You and Always and Forever Laura Jean. So Laura Jean is a junior in high school. She lives with her two sisters, Margot and Catherine, and her dad, who's a doctor. Her mom died when she was younger. So one thing to know about Laura Jean is that when she has the crush, she decides to write love letters as a way to express her feelings. My letters are my most secret possessions. There are five total. Kenny from camp, Peter from seventh grade, Lucas from homecoming, John Ambrose from Model UN, and Josh. I write a letter when I have a crush so intense that I don't know what else to do. Rereading my letters reminds me of how powerful my emotions can be, how all-consuming. Another thing to know is that Josh is currently dating, or was dating, Margot, and he is also Laura Jean's best friend. In Laura Jean's life at the moment, her older sister Margot is going off to college because she got into a school in Scotland, and basically she wanted to get her life together. So that meant cleaning up her room, donating stuff at Goodwill, and Margot breaks up with Josh because her mom told her to never go to college with a boyfriend. And Laura Jean and Katie are getting prepared for their first day at school. Mm-hmm. So now Laura Jean is in charge of driving to school. Obviously things are going to be a little bit awkward between Laura Jean and Josh, and everything seems to be pretty normal. You know, they go to school, and Josh and her are still talking. On her way back home, like at the end of the day, as she's trying to back out of the school parking lot. She kind of almost runs over Peter Kavinsky. (laughs) Good thing I'm wearing my helmet. (laughs) Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, You know, people usually check behind them before they reverse, you know, to avoid killing others. It's a thing we do. She's really awkward because they haven't talked since, like, sixth grade. And then one afternoon, um, I think it was a Saturday night, Laura Jean is at home hanging out with her sister Kitty. And Kitty tells her, like, you're so lonely. Like, I actually had to cancel plans to hang out with you today. Do you not see how sad that is? And Laura Jean's like, no. Um, We're shown that Kitty ends up going into Laura Jean's closet. And she is, I guess we can assume that she's going into her closet to get the hat box in which Laura Jean stores her letters. 
she ends up mailing them out. So that's given up at the beginning. So later that week in gym, Lara mm-hmm. Jean is running around the track fields with her friend Chris. And she sees Peter Kavinsky coming up to her. Hey, can I talk to you? Um, me? Yeah. Look, I just I want to say that I, I really I, I appreciate it, but it's never going to happen. I'm sorry, what? Okay, from what I remember of that kiss, I mean, it was hot, you know, for being in seventh grade. And look, I think it's really cool that you think I have golden specks in, in my eyes. And she looks at his hand, and he's holding a letter, and she faints. Right, yeah. she just falls to the floor. Out of shock. Out of shock. Embarrassment. Exactly. <laughs> I would be embarrassed. And so she just, you know, she's kind of dead, and he's, he's kind of concerned. He's like, why did she faint? And he's confused. She wakes up. And then she sees Josh, Margot's ex-boyfriend, coming up to her in the field, and she panics. And the first thing she does, she kisses Peter Kavinsky as a way to make Josh back away. And mm-hmm. it works. And then after case, she ends up running towards the bathroom to hide. When she runs into the bathroom, we see her kind of freak out in a bit. But then we hear a knock on the door, and it was Lucas. And then Laura Jean was like, Lucas, I wrote this at our, at our dance. Like, it was just that. And then... They have like a little moment, and then Lucas reveals that he was gay. Um, and then Laura Jean was kind of shocked because she didn't know. So Laura Jean clearly panics, and she runs home, and she tries to figure out like what's going on. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, where are my letters? The letters are out. They're out. There's nothing you can do about it. Silver lining, Kenny's letter was addressed to the bunks at camp. So at least he'll never find out how hard you were crushing after that game of Chubby Bunny. As she's at home and she's panicking, the doorbell rings and it's Josh. And she goes to her window and she jumps out of her window and runs over to the diner. And when she arrives, she's just sitting there and then she hears like a familiar voice and it turns out it's Peter Kavinsky. He he sat he sat there at the diner where yeah. Peter was like, you know, um, I don't want anything, he, you know, romantic with you. And then Laura Jean tried to explain to Peter, Peter, I don't, I don't love you. And then Peter, she was like, I was just kissing you to try and look, to make it look like I like you to make someone else know that I don't do not, love them don't anymore. Love them anymore yeah. you know? And then at the end of that interaction, he then proceeded to take her home yeah. in his car. When he's dropping her off at home, he tells Arjun that maybe they should just fake date because Peter had recently gotten out of a relationship a long relationship with a girl named Genevieve, who also used to be Lara Jean's best friend when she was younger. He said that it made her super jealous and that he wanted to continue doing it. Laura Jean said no and left. So the next day at school, she walks up to him on the field and she goes up to him and she's like, hey, I thought about it and like, I wanna, I, I wanna do this. That's fake date. And then it gets into the talk of them creating a contract with terms to kind of set boundaries between themselves. First things first, we need to have a contract so we're on the same page about the rules. How about this? You can put your hand in my back pocket. I could, um, I could write your notes every day. Jen was always on me to write her them. I never did, so if I start sending them to you, she'll be pissed. Also, you have to come with me to my lacrosse games and parties. Then you have to pick up my sister and I and drive us to school every single day. Okay. And we can never tell anyone that this relationship is fake because it would be too humiliating for the both of us. And then they sign it and they start fake dating. And then it cuts to a scene of them walking together in the cafeteria with his hand in her back pocket. And then he spins her and then hands her a note. Which Um, was a really cute scene. Yeah, it was really cute in the movie. And he hands her a note and then she just walks away awkwardly again because she's not used to that attention. So then a few days later, they go to a party. Laura Jean is confronted by his ex-girlfriend, Jen, where the Jen's friend is asking him a whole bunch of questions about when did everything start. Yeah. And then um, Peter and Jen have a scene in the bathroom where um, he takes Laura Jean's scrunchie away from him. Then after that, they leave the party and they go to a diner. Laura Jean... And Peter have heart to heart scene where they now talk a little bit more in depth of why Laura Jean is still single. You know, she doesn't have any boys. Talk a little bit on Peter and Jen as well. Laura Jean explains why she never dated. And then they just he just takes her home after that. 
going back to Josh a bit, he and Narjin have a talk in front of her house one morning, and he's basically explaining to her that he misses their friendship and that he wishes that things would go back to normal. Look, did you mean what you wrote in the letter? I don't know. Hey, it was a long time ago. Well, not for me, all right? This is all news, so, like, I'm, I'm trying to understand here. There's nothing to understand. Look, it was a mistake. You should have never seen it. I did see it, right? So what am I supposed to do? Not tell Margo? Margo's not even talking to me, all right? You don't have to worry about that. Thanks, I... That's it? Margo dumps me, you're dating Kavinsky, and, and we can't even be friends anymore? Josh, I don't know how to be friends with you like this. We can't go back to how it was before you and Margo were dating. We definitely can't go back to how it was when you and Margo were dating. Look, had I known I was gonna lose both of you like this, I wouldn't... Stop. Don't finish that sentence. He doesn't even let Josh finish that sentence because of how Laura Jean doesn't even want to hear the end of it. Because at that point, it does sound kind of desperate on his part. Yeah. But it's also really sad because Laura Jean is like, don't regret anything that just happened, you know? Right. Keep in mind that he dated Laura Jean's sister, Margot. So, yeah, things are awkward in that department. And it makes sense for her to want to cut ties. Then later on, we see um, a scene where Laura Jean meets Peter's family for the first time. And they have another heart-to-heart in this kitchen in regards to living with one parent. So Lara Jean's mom died when she was younger, like I mentioned earlier. And Peter's dad walked out on them, yeah. and he moved. And like he... two summers ago. Got married again, had another kid. And basically, Peter hates, but misses him. Um, after they've been dating for a while, it's like December. And she decides to tell Peter, like, hey, maybe we should just break up because, like, the contract's fulfilled. Look... Peter, I don't think either one of us thought that this was going to go on for this long, okay? But Josh and I are cool. Jen is sufficiently jealous. I think that we need to call it. Oh, I cannot believe that you're trying to break up with me before the ski trip. That's in the contract. Yeah, only if we were still together. We are still together. You're just trying to pull out because you're scared. What do I have to be scared about? You tell me, Covey. And then he's like, no, come on, like, you have to go to ski trip. And she's like, fine, I'll go as long as Chris goes. Um, and Laura Jean knows that Chris won't go, which is why she says that. And at this point, like, you have to keep in mind that they've been fake dating for like three months. So Laura Jean started developing feelings for Peter. And so Chris um, comes up to Laura Jean at her house and she's like, hey, like, why is Peter Kaminsky asking me to go to the ski trip? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, because he wants me to go. But I told him that if you don't go, then I won't go. And I know that you won't go. And she basically flat out says, no, I'm going because I don't want him to get back together with Jen. Jen always wins. And this time yeah. you have to win. The day of the ski trip comes along. And as she gets on the bus, Peter asks like emotions for her to sit next to him. She ends up sitting next to Chris because the night before she went to an EDM concert. And Peter ends up sitting by himself. But then Jen comes along and sits next to him. So they arrive at the ski lodge and Lara Jean and Chris are like making plans like, oh, so what are we going to do? And then she's like, well, I'm not going to go skiing. I'm going to entertain myself with like reading and magazines and like Korean face masks. And Lucas, um, I could, the guy we mentioned earlier, one of the recipients of the letters, he's also there and he's like, yeah, like, come on, let's hang out. And so they hang out in the hotel room. And I guess at this point it's too much for her to handle her relationship with Peter. And she ends up confessing to Lucas that... Her and Peter have been fake dating for quite a while. Look, I do not care about the genesis of it all. I just know that homeboy likes you. I mean, I can tell by the way he looks at you. Okay, how does he look at me? Not like your sexy little Rubik's Cube. He can't really <laughs> figure you out, but you know, he's having a lot of fun trying. It doesn't matter. He's still so obsessed with Jen, and I'm just another one of the stupid girls who fell for Kavinsky. It's embarrassing. Look. Every guy, you know, gets a little bit obsessed with their first. You know. Okay, let's look at the facts, shall we? The whole fake relationship was his idea. You came up with the no kissing rule, and you're the one who keeps trying to break up with him, and you're also the one who's currently carb-loading with a gay man while he's probably waiting for you in the hot tub. So I'd say, if there's anyone who stupidly fell for somebody who doesn't like them back, it's not you. Um, Laura Jean went down to the hot tub. Obviously, Peter's there alone waiting. She doesn't have a bathing suit on. She has her sleeping gown on. And they have, like, another kind of intimate scene. 
They make out in the hot tub. Yeah, that that's basically <laughs> what ends up happening. All of a sudden, it switches to the next scene where they're on the bus. When they're getting on the bus and then people are clapping. And then Laura Jean was kind of like iffy about that because the ski trip is the... Yeah, it's known for people to lose their virginity. Yeah. They get home and when they're getting their stuff to leave, there's a scene with Laura Jean and Jen. Hey, Laura Jean. So, I think it's so cool that you came out on the ski trip. Hope you had fun. Gee, thank you, Jen, I did. Also, I just wanted to say, I think it's really big of you for being so understanding about my friendship with Peter. What? Oh, I just mean, like, a lot of girls would be pretty weirded out by their boyfriend sleeping in someone else's room, but you're so trusting. I remember that about you from middle school. Oh, God, doesn't your hair always get so greasy spending, like, three hours on the bus? Where did you get that? Oh, Peter gave this to me. Isn't it so cute? I love the colors in it. Well, have a nice day. Laura Jean notices it's her scrunchie, and Peter gets out of the bus to then talk to Laura Jean, and Laura Jean's like, I don't want to get in a car with you. And then she just goes home. Laura Jean comes home from the ski trip, and to her surprise, Margot is home for the holidays, and it's because she finished her exams early. She was a surprise, and the whole house is decorated for Christmas. Um, so as they're getting ready for dinner, the doorbell rings, and it turns out it's Peter, and Peter's there to apologize to tell her that he's sorry that he didn't. Nothing happened between me and Jen last night. No, what happened was that you went to her room in the first place. Yeah, look, Jen and I dated for a long time. Okay, those feelings aren't just gonna go away. I mean, we have history. I'm tired of being second best or fake best. I no, don't no, know. No, 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 you do not get it. Okay, last night was... Last night was a mistake. I mean, physical stuff might not be a big deal to you, but to me it is. Who says that it's not a big deal to me? Says every single guy in the bus clapping and praising you like a god, and you're just eating it up. Okay, look, I... Peter, I... just leave. Can we just go inside and talk about this? Yes, you leave, buddy. Josh, I'm fine. Go back inside. No, it's all right. It's no, no, all right. no, 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 no. Are, are you serious right now? Wait, this isn't about Jen and, and me at all. No, this is about you and Josh. Are you kidding me? This is the reason that you broke up with me. You're still in love with this Bon Iver wannabe? If Laura Jean broke up with you, it's probably because she's coming to the life-altering revelation that she's too good for you. You're in love with Josh? Margo, no. She runs away, obviously heartbroken, because like her sister technically backstabbed her. She doesn't want anything to do with Josh or Peter. She's kind of done with both of them and she just wants Margot to forgive her okay so as Laura Jean is at home she ends up finding out that there's a video going on Instagram of her and Peter making out in the hot tub at the ski at the ski lodge and she panics so she goes to Margot and Margot ends up like you know reporting it um as child pornography laws and the video gets taken down anonymously they do make up you know they have a heart to heart they talk Kitty comes along and she's like I have a secret too I have a secret, too. I sent the letters. I'm gonna kill you. You know, Margot was like, being the older sister, she's like, do you really, do you really want to kill her? Because from the looks of it, like, you had a great life, you know? Everything's good. Mm -hmm. Laura Jean is still down about the whole thing because, you know, at this point, she realized she had feelings. She did have feelings for Peter Kavinsky. At this point, they're broken up. Their contract is now over. And she's feeling really sad about it, like depressed. So that's when we see her finally cleaning her room. And that's when we notice her dad and Kitty in the doorway saying, it must be really bad. At the school, Peter does stand up for Laura Jean. And he's like, hey, y'all, like we didn't, me and Laura Jean didn't have sex in the hot tub. So stop spreading rumors. And she has another, another conference, confrontation with Jen, where Jen does reveal kind of that she's the one who who did post a video on on Instagram and even says that she isn't, like, Laura Jean isn't, isn't innocent at all. You know what? I'm really glad that someone did, though. Because finally, everyone is going to see who you really are. What are you talking about? Peter! Laura Jean Covey, you are not as innocent as you pretend to be. Because you kissed the boy that I liked. Jen, you guys were broken up. No, 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 before, before we even dated. Are you talking about middle school? You knew that I liked him, and you kissed him anyway. It was spin the bottle, you psycho, and it was tongueless. Okay, well, it wasn't tongueless to me. 
And Josh comes over to Larjean's house to apologize for everything that's happened. And he, um, she, he basically is like, oh, like, you know, it's pretty cool that Kevin T stood up with, for you this morning or like, at school. She's like, but I, I think I'm done with him. And he's like, well, that sucks. And then Kitty comes down um, and she's like, hey, like, I saved something for you. And it's just a list of, like, notes that he or that she, that he had written for her. Um, and Kitty thought that they might be important. And after she's reading it, she's like, wow, like, I did receive love letters. Mm-hmm. And she decides to write one more love letter for Peter. Um, and she drives, you know, she's like, I have to tell him. You have to read the letter for him. She ends up driving to the school mm-hmm. um, and runs into the lacrosse field and goes up to Peter and basically tells him, that, like, hey, like, I really like you. Um, and I want this to be real. And, yeah, they start dating. And that's basically how they get yeah. together. That's the end of the movie. That's basically it. Okay, so now that you kind of understand Lara Jean and her life and all that, we're going to get into the characters. So, Lara Jean, like I mentioned, she lives with her dad and her two sisters, Margot and Catherine, um, which her nickname is Kitty. Mm -hmm. Margot is away at college in Scotland, and Kitty is just, you know, she's 11 years old, doesn't really do much. You have Josh, who is Lara Jean's best friend from childhood, and he dated Margot. Um, but they ended up breaking up, so that's basically it. That's that's how much their connection is. Her dad is just a doctor, yeah. There's not much to say about his dad. Her dad, <laughs> yeah. her mom, she's dead. <laughs> There's no other way to say it, because in the movie, she said they say that she died. All right, Chris is... Laura Jean's best friend, Chris, is Jen's cousin. Yeah, she's basically a bit more kind of rebellious. She's very free-spirited. She has that kind of bad girl image. And then there's Peter. Peter dated Jen. And he was a former friend of Laura Jean back when they were younger. But then ended up fake dating. Growing apart and stuff. Yeah. And then Jen is Laura Jean's ex-best friend. She dated Peter for many years. And then Lucas went to freshman homecoming with um, Laura Jean. He also got a letter, and he also became one of Laura Jean's friends. Like he was a he played he played like a decent character in the movie. Yeah, he played a huge role in it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Lucas definitely played a large, a much larger role in the film than in the mm-hmm. books. In the books, he's kind of just there. He's not mentioned a lot. You know, he's at he receives a letter. He does go to her in the bathroom, and then. Like, from that, then at the party, he does give Lara advice in regards to her relationship with Peter because Peter and Jen, you know, they're arguing or they're talking in a public setting, and you'd think that because they're broken up, they wouldn't do that. But Lucas is like, no, like, you have to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now, the differences between mm-hmm. the book and the film of To All the Boys of Love to Four. There's quite a few. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a good, decent amount. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to start with the car accident, or lack of car accident in the film. Mm-hmm. So, in, in the film, the way that we are introduced to Peter is when Lara Jean backs out of the park, school parking lot, trying to get home, and she kind of backs up into him, and he's like, hey, like, you better watch where you're going, like, that's not, you know, you have to be more careful, like, you're going to end up killing people. And she's like, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. And she just sits there and waits for all the cars to leave, and she f- ends up leaving anyways, um, after everyone leaves. But in the book, it's a bit different. So Lara Jean is just driving. And she's coming up at, like, I think it's a four-way stop. Yeah, it's a four-way. And in her mind, she's like, according to her, there's nobody at the stop sign. There's no other car. So -hmm. she decides not to stop. She decides to keep going straight. And it backfires because another car comes in the opposite direction and crashes into her. And she starts panicking. Um, She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And the guy is like, no, like, don't worry about it. It's completely fine. She's like, yeah, like, I'm so sorry. And mm-hmm. her car is damaged, but his car isn't. And so she ends up pulling over anyway. And he ends up leaving. And so she stays. And she calls Josh to come pick her up at, like, where she's at because she's scared. You know, she was just in a car accident. And then Peter comes in and his car. Um, and she's like, yo, like, why are you crying? Like, how, how long have you been sitting here crying? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, I already called. You know, you don't have to call AAA. It's fine. Um, Josh is coming for me. And he's like, okay, cool. I end up leaving. That's that's basically that. They don't. She she doesn't try to kill him, at all. Kill. Him. <laughs> oh, like yeah. kill him compared to the movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So basically, Josh and Margot's breakup in the film. 
we basically see them break up at the dinner table when the dad did a i think it was a like a korean dish or something and it was burnt they were all sitting there having the meal and josh pulls out the plane ticket that he bought to go visit margo in thanksgiving and then margo kind of says you can't get a refund on that and then everything goes silent and then after that <laughs> we saw <laughs> we see them both arguing outside their like Mar like laura jean's house and then like it quickly switches scenes and then we see margo going into laura jean's room laura jean asks what's happened and margo says she broke up with josh and laura jean was really shocked by it and then margo was like because mom told me to never go to college with a boyfriend and they leave it at that nothing else is said in the book, I feel like the book doesn't really say that much that happens with the with the breakup. It's more like all over the place in my opinion in a way. Because when um, they talk about the breakup, it first is like introduced like how Laura Jean first liked Josh and that she lost her feelings towards Josh because she noticed that Margot actually... She came into the kitchen and was like... Um, after school, she was like, oh, after school, like, Josh waited for me, like, when I got out of practice of something, and was like, I like you to her, and that uh, now they were dating, and that was the first guy Margot liked, and Laura Jean saw that it was actually very sincere and stuff like that, because Mar there was a part where it says that Margot was crying about Josh, so it showed how much she actually loved and cared for him. And then that's why it's like Laura Jean backed away from Josh. And then quickly after that um, scene is explained in the book, it then switches to um, Margot just breaking up with Josh. And there's not much to say about it. Just Laura Jean saying, why would you break up with him? She loves him. She knows that they will get back together. And that's as much that I got from it. Like I didn't see anything else from the breakup. Right. Another thing that's mentioned as to why they kind of broke up is that um josh did end up writing a margo a letter and in his letter he confesses that he broke up with that they, the only reason she broke up with him was because they had sex and they got they got too close and that scared her and that's why he believes they broke up and yeah um, <laughs> it's a, i'm like all over the place but yeah so that's like another insight that we have into their relationship okay so now the field um, or I guess the third one would be the field. In the movie, like we've mentioned earlier, Peter ends up going out to Laura Jean to confront her about the letter and explain to her, to her that he doesn't have any feelings to her. He doesn't feel that way. He's flattered, but it, the feelings aren't reciprocated. And she ends up fainting. Um, and then she, when she wakes up, you know, she's like kind of a little bit calm, but not really. She's still kind of freaking out. And then she sees Josh coming up toward her, um, towards her in the track fields and... Um, she ends up kissing Peter, and then she runs away. However, in the book, that's not at all what happens. It's a, actually quite different. So Peter does end up confronting Lara Jean while in gym class. And, you know, she tell, he tells her, like, the same thing. Like, hey, like, I'm not interested. Um, and she ends up asking him to give him the letter back, and he does give her the letter back. And she ends up running to the bathroom, and then she runs to her home to look for, like, the rest of the letters. Right? So then we're going to cut to the school hallway for a bit. And, well, in the book, she ends up going to the school hallway, and as she's getting ready for her, like, getting stuff out of her locker, Josh comes up to her and tries to, um, confront her about his letter, and she's like, no, don't worry about it, it was written long ago, like, I'm not even interested, I, I'm, look, I'm seeing someone else. And he's like, well, who are you seeing? And the first person she sees walking down the hallway is Peter Kavinsky, um, and she's like, Peter Kavinsky, I'm dating Peter Kavinsky, and she shuts her locker and she ends up running towards Peter Kaminsky, jumps on him, and kisses him in the middle of the hallway as students are changing classes. Um, yeah, it's a bit more dramatic, in a sense, in the book to kind of drive the point that she's not interested in Josh, um, as opposed to in the film where it's like she panics so much that she just does what she needs to do because there's a lot of things happening in, in that one scene alone. Um, but yeah. Okay, the contract... So basically, one of the biggest things we see, like, the differences is that Peter is the one who suggests the hand in the back pocket, <laughs> um, and it wasn't Larry Jean. Um, there's also, in the book, there's also the no kissing rule. There's no um, romantic movies or action movies mentioned. Like, they said that no, to not watch those. 
and then they do like um and that they said that the the contract was going to last until obviously the ski trip until Margo gets back cuz that's the December era like, right, so area yeah yeah in the movie we see Peter and Laura Jean under a tree negotiating their contract she has she's writing it down in a piece of paper she says no kissing because she wants everything to be real all her first right in the second bullet is basically um Peter kind of retaliates that point and says, well, how are people going to know if we're dating if I'm not able to touch you? And then she's like, you could put my hand in, I mean, you could put your <laughs> hand in my back pocket. And then he was like, that's part of the 70s or something. She's like 80s. And then she says 16 candles. That's where like the reference, the reference comes, from. comes from. And then after that, um, Peter then says, he, you know, he's like, okay, like, whatever, I guess. And then he says, you know what, I'll write you notes, too. Because he says that Jen always wanted him to write him no, write her notes. So, Peter writing Laura Jean notes would make Jen go crazy. Then, she does. Yeah, well, <laughs> she does. And then it's also, like, the car rides that he's going to give Kitty and Laura Jean car rides every day from school to school and from school because Laura Jean obviously is afraid of driving and then you know they say that it will last till the ski trip again but at that point Laura Jean only says okay because she uh, at that point she knew the the relationship gonna last that long that's why she agrees to it yeah, and, and then yeah and then at the final thing they say to not reveal the secret and Peter says the that's the number one rule of fight club <laughs> And Laura Jean never saw Fight Club, so then that was another movie listed for them both to see. So, 16 Candles and Fight Club. And, yeah. Okay, so one um, one thing that I found funny in the film in regards to when they were creating the contract, uh, I guess if you pay attention, you'll see, like, the way that they wrote Ski Lodge or the Ski Trip, it's written differently. You can tell that it's different papers that they're writing on because, like, the font is just different, the writing is different. And I just thought that was funny because it's, like, they film it, like they show it from different angles, but it's not even the same paper in which they wrote it in. It's just like completely different paper. Number five, um, we're gonna discuss the ski trip. Uh, like I said, as you already, as you mentioned earlier in the film, you know they go to the ski trip. Lara Jean stays inside with Lucas, and Lucas ends up telling her like, "Hey, like I think he actually likes you. You should go see him at the hot tub." She ends up going to the hot tub. And, you know, they make out in the hot tub, and it's revealed that there is, like, a video of them making out on Instagram, and she gets really offended by that. In the book, however, there is no video, um, and Lucas isn't even involved at the ski trip at all. Yeah, Larjun ends up asking her to go, uh, ends up asking Chris to go with her to the ski trip because of the reputation of the ski trip has in regards to, um, what happens there. And she agrees to go with her. So everything is the same up until the part where... Yeah, so um, when they arrive at the ski trip, um, you know, Peter's obviously, like, a little bit upset with her because he wanted to sit next to her and she sat next to Chris. So she ends up kind of going out on her own and skiing and on, like, the bunny slopes. And then after that, she goes back to her hotel room and she's all, um, or to her, like, room... She's all by herself, and she's just, like, upset, and she's overthinking things, and she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go look at him at the hot tub. She goes there, they do make out in the hot tub, but then, you know, and they end up getting together, and they like, oh my god, like, we actually like each other, so they end up dating, and then on the way back, they ride together, but at the, but there's, like, a pit stop, and at the pit stop, that's when Jen confronts Lara Jean, and, um, and, you know, he, she basically calls her a slut. And Lara Jean is offended, and um, she runs back to the bus, and she's crying, and Chris comes to comfort her, and, you know, she's like, oh, you didn't, de-. she tells Peter, because Peter's like, what's wrong, and Peter ends up telling, she ends up telling Peter, like, you didn't defend me against all this stuff. Yeah, and so she ends up coming back home with, what's her name, with, with Chris on the bus, as opposed to riding back with Peter, and they break up, like, at the pit stop, not necessarily when they go back home. Okay, so now the fight where um, Margot finds out. Basically, in the book, um, every year they do a recital party. And, you know, since Josh is um, their neighbor, he's obviously invited. Um, Kitty invites Peter, so Peter also ends up going to the party. And, you know, while in the party, Peter tries to talk to Laura Jean. 
and you know there's like a whole you know a whole kind of little argument starts happening and then Josh gets involved because then Peter reveals that Josh kissed Laura Jean and Margot finds out and that was one of the things that kind of played a big role at that part mainly because the big difference between the movie and the film was I mean the movie and the film the movie and the film the book and the movie is that Josh kisses Laura Jean but in the movie so basically one of the biggest differences between the book and the movie is that Josh kisses Laura Jean in the movie it never happens so basically, what ends up happening is, you know, after the ski trip, Josh, I mean Josh, Peter comes over to Laura Jean's house and, um, and you know, he talks to Laura Jean and he's like, I promise there was nothing going on between me and Jen. I literally went to her room and said it was over. And then that's when Josh comes out of the bushes and it's like, Peter leave because Laura mm-hmm. Jean also wanted Peter to leave because she didn't want to talk to him. And then uh, Peter was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you literally gonna leave me for Josh? Like, are you still in love with him? Is it because you still love him? And then that's when Margot finds out and she's like, you're in love with Josh and runs away upset. And then that's when Laura Jean was like, Peter, go home. And he was like, um, he, you know, he like apologizes again. Wait, doesn't he say something like, uh, "It was never, it was never fake with you, Laura Jean"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. He apologizes and says that, <laughs> and he leaves. So yeah. Okay, and then I guess the last biggest difference would be the confession. So in the movie, like I've mentioned before, Kitty just basically says that she felt she's the one who ends up releasing the letters, and her reasoning was that she felt bad for Laura Jean because. She is lonely and she doesn't really have any friends and she just wanted to see her happy. Wanted to see her in a relationship and going out. However, in the book, um, that's not what happens. Uh, Kitty ends up mailing the letters as revenge because when Josh is over one night, so they were discussing um, what she was going to name her dog if she ended up getting one. And Laura Jean is like, oh, I know what she'll name him. And Josh is like, oh, what will she name him? And then she's like, no, I'm kidding. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. And Kitty gets upset, so she runs upstairs, um, and she ends up mailing the letters out as revenge because Laura Jean almost confessed her crush to Josh, which would be embarrassing, mm-hmm. you know, because she's like a little kid. Yeah, and yeah. Josh really just sees her as a sister and nothing else. But yeah, that's basically all the major differences and mm-hmm. I guess character descriptions that we noticed. Obviously, we might have missed a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, here and there. However, yeah, I felt like the, I felt, and you know, like any book, it's going to have a lot more description, a lot more details, a lot more filler, mm-hmm. um, than, than a film, you know, the film was only like an hour and like, it was a, it was an hour and like 40, 50 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the book was better than the movie, mainly because, you know, as, you're reading it, you get more of the characters, you get more extra scenes. And I feel like the background that played, that was done for a lot of the characters would have been nice to have in the movie compared to it just being, like, in a way, thrown at you in the beginning. Right. And you kind of, like, yeah, you kind of see everything play out quickly. Right, like, in Laura Jean's and Peter's relationship, in the film it seems a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, we don't really see them hang out a lot besides, uh, like, at a party and then, I guess, that's um, about it. at the ski trip. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more instances where they hang out in the film, in the book. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, like, small things, like, them going together to go pick up antique stuff or them just hanging out in general. That's yeah. not, you know, it's or like. Peter stopping uh, with the car crash, like, the car accident. In the film, he drives a different car than in the book. In the book, he drives an Audi that has, like, for two passengers. And he ends up changing it on to a minivan, to his mom's minivan, so that he can take Kitty and Narjean to school um, more safely. Uh, in the film, he, you know, he just has, like, that big car that already has, like, a four-seater. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a lot more... It discusses more, like, Peter noticing things and willing to change a few things yeah. to accommodate to um, Narjean. Mm-hmm. I feel it was also with, like, another, like, thing that could have been added was, like, the relationship with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I feel like a good thing would have been not to just describe Josh as the best friend, like her best friend, her old crush. But I feel like adding the little thing, like how to how they met, like it was through a tea party when he first moved in, and the scene where um is described is discussed in the book where he reveals that he also liked Laura Jean before, and the fact that um you know the little remarks that he does with that whole situation right yeah because i feel like it was really cute yeah it it seems like you know if you're watching the film it's like well why is it such a big deal that Lara Jean liked him or that they did it and why she can't be friends with him or why he says like oh had i known that i'd you know dating margo would i would have lost both of you then i would have never done it it just adds more background to him and who he is as a person you know Mm -hmm. in the book we learned that they met when they were younger like and really said through a tea party and even then, he would spend nights at their house um, because yeah. their parents used to argue a lot. They still do. They argue a lot. And Lara Jean would hear until they turn on the porch light and he'd come and spend the night. Um, and then his mom would go looking for him once um, <laughs> she noticed that he was gone. And even, even like, as they get older, like, they still do that so that he can come over. So there's a, there's a lot more to their relationship than just her having a crush on him. It, it yeah. goes a lot deeper. And him just being Margot's boyfriend. Right. There's a lot more to it. Oh, um, one of the biggest mysteries that gets solved <clears throat> in the book and not in the movie, because they reference it a lot in the movie, is uh, Lara Jean's mom's death. They just say she died. They don't say how. They don't say why she died or how she died. Mm-hmm. But in the book, it is described that she was cleaning one day, and I think she hit her head. Um, and she didn't think much of it, you know, it was like a, because when you get hit in the head, you don't think much of it. So she ends up taking a nap, and she just never wakes up from her nap. And that's how she died. Uh, one thing I, that I do want to point out is that in the book, we we get to see Lara Jean's insecurities a bit more about her mm-hmm. and between her and Jen. She describes Jen as like this person that she, that's so beautiful and you know she's all this and all that. Like she's just like the everything that Lara Jean is not, and she doesn't understand why Peter would could potentially like her. Like she doesn't understand that part. Um, and you know there's instances where she's like, wow, like um. Like, Jen does this and Jen does that, but I do it differently. Or I bet yeah. that he's done with, with this with Jen before. And her insecurity really showed through. Um, In the film, it's not really, like, expressed. It's just more like, oh, like, I just don't want Jen to find out that we're dating. Or her 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 um, her um main concern in the film, I, get, I think, is just more like Josh finding out that it's fake and then Margot finding out that she like Josh yeah. and not to make concern. But one of the things that's really emphasized in the book is... Her insecurity towards Jen. I feel also... I feel like another thing that could be discussed is um, the character choice the movie did. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Laura Jean was a great character. Um, even though... Even though... Even though... <laughs> even though I do believe that more could have been added to her character. Like like I said, the beginning. Like I feel right. a lot of background was missing from the, mo- from the movie. But lo- I liked Laura Jean's character. I loved... Um, the actor, I also love Kitty's actor, Margot's actor. I mean, I like her, but I feel like it could have been someone else. Like, I don't know. Um, her dad. I mean, her dad was not that important, but he was he was good. Peter, I feel like they described Peter such a good way in the book that it made sense for Peter to be there. You know, because they they described him as the attractive guy, who like um. Who who was from like before like right, the guy yeah. Noah Centineo um he plays Peter Kavinsky in the movies he doesn't he doesn't look at the guy that described in the book the the descriptions are very different um I don't know I guess I just pictured him different I'm pretty sure everyone pictured him I differently mean, I thought Peter was cute. But in the book, right? Yeah, I mean, Peter's Q in the movie, too. I mean, they describe him as a handsome boy. Um, <laughs> they describe him as a handsome boy from a different time. Yeah. And that he could have he been a dashing World War One soldier. Handsome enough for girls to wait years for him to come back from the war. I mean, I think that's a great description of Peter in the movie, too. He, he, but he doesn't match up to it. I feel like he doesn't I mean, match up to that beauty. I, I think which... Because, like, when I think so of who that... who do you think could have been it? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I think Peter Peter was a good a good match. I mean, Peter's tall. Peter was cute. Um, you know, he did have that like um, he did look like he was like mus like muscular. So like like he he looks like he could have been a soldier. You know, he could play a soldier. Like <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense because <laughs> he plays. But- he play. I mean, he plays athletics. You know, he plays. Uh, he plays lacrosse. So like, yeah, it makes but, sense for him to be built like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I feel know. like it. His character and the way the actor Portraying is him. like, yeah, like the actor is. You could you could see it. Like, it was a good choice, I think. Um, Josh, on the other hand, I mean, I thought Josh was also cute, but <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I picture Josh completely different compared to the way he's described in the book. I mean, yes, he's described like, like scrawny. <laughs> <laughs> just insulting the actors. Yeah, I um, mean, no. One thing that annoyed me about the way that Noah Centineo portrayed Peter Kaminsky was like his constant, like, whoa, 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 what do you mean you wrote five letters or whoa, 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 this or whoa, whoa, that? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And he would like say that. I feel like he was low-key kind of full of himself in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, he for sure made himself look portray that. Yeah. In the book, he seemed a little bit more like, you know, like, hey, how are you? I don't know. He, he just seemed a lot more approachable. No, not even approachable, because even in the in the book, he was like, oh, he's surrounded by all these people, and he's been popular for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Laura Jean, the actors for, like, the, I guess, for the rest of the cast... I thought they were good. I thought Margot was good, too. But that could be because the actress that played Margot, Janelle Parrish, um, mm-hmm. she was in Pretty Little Liars, and she portrayed Mona, which is, like, a whole different subject. Mm-hmm. But I loved her in that, so maybe I'm, and I'm a little bit biased. I feel like it should have been... I feel like if it would have been more of Margot, then I would... I would have liked to see more of Margot right. with the actor. And that's why I feel like the actor who played Margot... Actress. Oh, yeah, the actress. (laughs) The actress who played Margot. I feel like a lot could have been... I don't know, like... Is that... Since I watched the movies, I can't picture her as anyone else. But, like, I feel like someone else could have played her. Right. Because we don't see Margot a lot. Yeah. And she's just kind of there. Yeah, she's not really, like, that relevant in a way. But, I don't know. I mean, I like the characters... In the movie, I absolutely loved all of their characters, but, you know, there are, like, a few iffy ones. Like I said, Margot. I mean, I like Josh. I think Josh fit his description. Yeah, like I said, I can't describe him as anyone else. <laughs> it's kind of hard, I, yeah. I, I fell in love with his character as well, because, like, you know, there's the scenes where he's laying on on the on her bed with Laura Jean, and he's like, I know oh, you love me. Oh, my God, yes. In the, like, film, <laughs> in the film, rather than reading, like, the letters that she wrote, they kind of have... Um, they come alive in their own, so they're yeah. kind of reading it. She hallucinates Josh mm-hmm. and, and Peter in her bedroom as a way to portray her feelings towards them. So that was pretty yeah. cool. My, yeah, I thought that was also really cool that yeah. they did that kind of thing. Yeah. And also them reading a little parts of their letters. That was also really nice yeah. to see. I would have loved to see um, a little bit more of what was written in those letters mm-hmm. um, to all of them. In no, the yeah, film. I think they would have been a bit more interesting. I mean, I thought the movie was great. Um, I do wish it had a little bit more background, but I think it was really eye-catching. It caught my attention really quick. I love <laughs> romance, and it caught, it literally ate me up. Like, I love it. Wait, right, I, I enjoyed the film a lot, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, thought it was really cute. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, and then at the end, like, after, like, the, um, the, the credit scene, or at least the credit scene with the main characters, or the main actors' names... Mm-hmm. Um, they cut to a scene where the doorbell rings and it's mm-hmm. um, it's it's John Ambrose uh-huh. McLaren standing in in the front of the door with like his letter and flowers and Kitty's like and it kind of insinuates that there's like a second movie possibly yeah. in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's crazy because John Ambrose is someone else in the second movie, <laughs> but we ain't gonna talk about that yeah. one. This one is only about the first film because, like I mentioned, if the first film is a success, then there's more than likely going to be a second Mm -hmm. and maybe even more films after that. And there was two more after. Yeah. Which was really good. 
I enjoyed all of them. <laughs> I didn't watch the last one, yeah. You didn't? Oh no. my god, you gotta watch it. I know she had some going with him, or like, I don't know. To be honest, I don't remember either. <laughs> I remember. I, I gotta watch all of them again. So yeah, I guess um, that was To All the Boys I'd Love to Four by Jenny Han, and those were our thoughts and feelings and how, you know, towards how we felt about the book mm-hmm. and the film. Um, but yeah, you know, I think if you don't want to read the book, you should just go watch the film. It's a really good film. I enjoyed it. It's really nice. Like, the, the aesthetics are really pleasing in mm-hmm. terms of colors. Um, but if you want a, a more in-depth, you know... Feel to the characters mm-hmm. and the scenes and, you know, the storyline in general, then you can read the book. Read the book. You know, it's not yeah. that hard. It's an, it's an easy read. It's only $10 on in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. It's not that expensive. Unless you want the hardcover one, then it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you know what? The paperback is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. The paperback is ultimately fine. But yeah, I guess. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, Hopefully you found it interesting, intriguing. Entertaining. Entertaining. Not hopefully, awkward. Yeah, hopefully you decide to watch it or... Could they tell us their thoughts? I don't think so. Yeah, they can because I have They can? A, yeah, because they, they can oh, type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us your thoughts about it. What did you guys think? I mean, I loved it. I don't know. What do you guys think? It, it, yeah, if you watched it, let me know what you thought about it because I have my own thoughts and opinions about it. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was good. Or if you haven't watched it, watch it and tell us what you think. <laughs> or if you decide not to watch it, tell us why you don't want to watch it because yeah. I want to know why you don't want to watch it. Because why not? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this has been an episode of A Different Universe. Um, I guess I'm your host, Denise Rodas, and my special guest is... Kimberly Calle. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Oh, no. On my next episode of... On the next episode of A Different Universe, um, where I will be discussing another book. Just another book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye.